0: Welcome back to the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. This is Stephanie, your host. If you are new here, I'm so glad that you have found us. I, on this podcast, basically talk through five main topics, faith, finances, health, marriage, and mindset, and we just work on becoming 1% better every single day. You know, we're not trying to revamp our marriages overnight or our finances or whatever it might be. We're just trying to figure out and navigate through what the heck is the next small step that I can take. That is going to kind of propel me forward. And it might seem insignificant, you know, drinking the one glass of water, doing one affirmation, sending one supportive text to my spouse, like just one little thing. It might seem insignificant. However, we also know that those things compounded over time can lead to huge change. And as a mother and a wife and whatever other hats that I that I have, the goal is, is that we're still kicking like we're still breathing as mothers. And so we can still become the best version of ourselves. This is we never arrive. And so this podcast is less about just kind of like teaching our children how to do better than we did. It's about us still growing and still becoming the best version that we can be so that we organically kind of overflow into our children's lives Be it the way we talk about finances, the way we speak to our spouse, um, the way that we deal with our health, whether we speak about it or what they see us doing with it, right? Like that is going to be our testimony. That is going to be our legacy. And so until we are taking our last breath, we are becoming the best versions of ourselves for ourselves, but also for our children to see. Okay. And so that is what we are here for. That is what I try to talk about the most. So today I want to talk about doing it all, okay? And actually before I even hop in, you guys, there's like dogs, I don't even know, around my neighborhood that are having like a bark off. (laughs) And so I've actually started and stopped this 14 times and I just, I got to go. So not go, but I just need to record this. So if that annoys you, I am so sorry. And hopefully they stop, but you'll probably hear some barking in the background, just an FYI. So let's talk about, I want to talk about delegation. I want to talk about us feeling like we have to freaking do it all. And I want to give you some personal experiences. And I'm actually going to tie in some scripture today to kind of back delegation just in general. So a couple of things. Number one, I am like the queen of this. I wear the freaking crown of being someone who tries to do it all. I, if you know me in real life, you know this, um, I am just somebody who goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And so many times people will say, I don't know how you do it. Or your life is, seems exhausting or, you know, something like that. I could never do what you do. And typically it's because if you don't know, we have four little boys. we got a two, four, six, eight year old <laughs> little boys, and I am pregnant with our fifth due in July. I have a side business. My husband works full time. We have a rental business together. Then you just add on different relationships, right? Like your marriage, your, you know, you got your friendships, you, your sisters, my mother, my, you know what I mean? Like just all the things and balancing all of that, right? And trying to do it all and do it all well. Number one, it's freaking exhausting. However, so many times we will just push through and do it for a couple of reasons. Number one, it, it's almost expected, right? We live in this hot mess mom culture where it's like, you just run yourself ragged until you can't run anymore. There's actually, I can't even, I need to find this article. Um, Actually, it's not even a positive one, but there's an article out now that is talking about a label now that have come on to moms and it is literally called the runaway mom. You Google it or whatever. And it is all these moms who are leaving their family like this mass exodus of mothers because they can't freaking handle it anymore. And it's not that they don't love their children or their husbands or, you know, whatever, it is like the mental load, the emotional load, the physical load is just becoming too much. And there's so much shame and guilt around taking a break or going on a date night or going out to get a drink with your friends, right? Um, and and I don't, that's not a blanket statement. That's a cultural statement. I know some of you guys are like, screw that. I'm doing my own thing. Great. We do date nights a lot also. I don't feel bad to go get a drink with friends. That's great. But there's so many, so many of us that are still under this cultural norm of run yourself ragged because everyone and everything comes before you. And I had Kendra Hennessy from Mother Like a Boss on almost a year ago now. And, um, you know, she talked about how the fact that a shower alone is marketed to moms as self-care just, I mean, completely solidifies the fact that everyone thinks that mothers deserve that bar. Like the standard for moms is that low that a shower is self-care for us, okay? So under that lens, there is also this badge of honor that we wear as mothers because of the culture that we are in of being moms who do it all. And there's pressure from social media because you see Susie having this home and gardens house and you see Lacey, you know, bringing whatever to the, what the heck is it? PTA, you know, baked organic brownies <laughs> to the PTA. You have this person, you know, doing all this fun volu- whatever the heck it is. You guys know what I'm talking about. We see all these moms, but the truth is, is that this girl is baking for the PTA, but she doesn't have a home and gardens house. This girl has a home and garden house, but you know what? She's not on the PTA either. And she is not baking. <laughs> She's running through McDonald's. And so we all have see this highlight reel of all these different types of moms that are in our lives. And we need them all, right? We need the freaking PTA mom. <laughs> we need the mom who's bringing organic stuff. We need the mom who's whatever, like we need all of this to make the world go round. However... The problem is, is that then we feel this pressure to do all of those things too, to volunteer, to cook organically, to have that home and gardens home, to have our kids mashing all the time, to have X, Y, and Z. You guys know this on some level, even if you don't necessarily subscribe to it on some level, there is this pressure to rise up and for yourself to be what everyone else is part time (laughs) and for you to be all of that full time. And for me, again, like I'll say, I'll say it again. I am the queen of that. Like I am doing a lot and I love it. I love having a full life. However, I will say there is a heart issue here because I would almost wear this label of someone who can quote unquote, do it all as a badge of honor. And so what that meant was just give me more, just give me more, just give me more. Cause then people are going to see like, dang, she's doing all of that. (laughs) And for some reason that would be impressive to people. And it is, I mean, it is impressive. And listen, I'm a three on the Enneagram, you guys, they are the achiever. And we, what is it? Two episodes ago, I talked to Callie Amons. We talked about how threes on the Enneagram really are for that kind of like status and that outward appearance and whatever else. And I will just say that's not wrong <laughs> about me. I feel like I'm, I feel like I give and give and give, but a lot of times I really like that, um, that, um, I don't even know what it would be, aff- affirmation maybe of like, wow, you're doing a ton <laughs> and doing it well or seemingly to do it well. And so I kind of, I liked that over the years. Anyways. And so if you know our financial story, about five years ago we were in debt had a negative net worth, like didn't, we had money, but it was all spent every time we got paid because of the way we were handling it and managing our money. Okay. So then we worked like hell for the past five years to become debt free and start to build wealth. And so now we're at this place where we have this extra income. And I started to realize that I can't do it all. Like I literally can't physically, emotionally, mentally, I cannot do it all. And so I'm starting to delegate. I started to have somebody come to my house every other week and deep clean. And can I just tell you guys, there was this whole sense of guilt when I made that decision. And I know some some people are like, well, that must be nice (laughs) to have somebody come clean your house. You know what? It actually, it is. It is nice. However, you know, before I wasn't able to afford that. And so I had to do it myself. So then I got the whole badge of honor of being able to do it all. Once I started to have some extra income and was able to take some of these things off my plate, it was almost like a, like a dagger to my identity, right? Because if I have to have her come and clean my house, all of a sudden I'm not that girl anymore. I'm not that girl that can do all of these things. And that might sound really, I don't know, stupid, actually, even saying it out loud kind of seems stupid, but it was a real struggle for me. Because it's like, seriously, Stephanie, can you not freaking clean your own toilets? (laughs) Like, what is wrong with you? Can you not do your own, you know, whatever? And, but whatever. I I have a lot on my plate, especially we started homeschooling the boys this year uh, because of COVID. They'll go back to public school next year. But, you know, I gave that away. I released my grip on deep cleaning my home every two weeks. Okay. And then my husband is on keto. He loves being on keto, whatever. Well, listen, no one else is on keto in this house. So dinner at night was always stressful because it's like, okay, wait, what is keto? I, first of all, not what is keto, but what can I cook that's keto friendly and also for my kids and also whatever, because none of us are on keto and it just got to be this really big thing. And listen, I am the world's a worst cook. <laughs> I also hate it with every fiber in my being. I would just prefer a frozen pizza Any night of the week over any kind of gourmet, anything. Okay. So that's just, that's just who I am. So fix it. Jesus. Right. So anyways, so we decided to do a meal planning service that is keto friendly so that he just has his dinner. So I just worry about me and the boys. Okay, great. Fine. However, here it is again. Seriously, Stephanie, you can't cook freaking dinner. Like you're a stay at home mom. And so I'm releasing my grip on that and all of a sudden, it's like, again, you're, you're not doing it all anymore. So you can't say that you do, right? And then here comes the, the fun part. So then I kept going because I had, we had more and more on our plate, especially with this whole homeschooling and my business and whatever else. So then you guys, I'm paying someone to come do my laundry, to come pick up my laundry at my front door, take it away, bring it back 24 hours, completely sorted, folded, cleaned, dried, the whole nine. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> it's amazing. Um it's way cheaper than I thought it was going to be. However, again, seriously Stephanie, can you not do your own freaking laundry? Like there's this voice in my head that is like you should be able to x. Why? Number 1. I am a stay-at-home mom. Period. But here's let me just like myth bust <laughs> this whole situation. Um I am a stay-at-home mom who has been a stay-at-home mom for five years starting tomorrow. And I will say that because my third born, he's turning five years old tomorrow. And when the day he was born was my last day of teaching. And so I have been a stay-at-home mom for five years. I think I have watched one show <laughs> during the day, one 45-minute Grey's Anatomy. Have I ever sat down in five years to watch a show? Like I am going 90 miles an hour all the time, Right. And so I felt guilt because I'm like, you're a stay-at-home mom. You should be able to like, this is your job, <laughs> the laundry, the food and cleaning, not whatever, you know, that's a little stereotypical, but you know what I mean? Like your, your home is your domain now. Like this is your area, but here's the truth, you guys. Um, and, and listen, everyone's truth here is kind of different of what they expect their home life to be. And it also depends on what you can afford and what you can't. Like I said, five years ago, we would not have been able to afford this, and we didn't. This is a recent thing. So here's what I have realized. I do not want to pay someone to come to my house and watch my children and play with my children, go on bike rides with my children while I am scrubbing a toilet. Because my house needs to be clean because I have five boys in this house. (laughs) Let me just tell you, my toilets are really, really fun, clean. Okay. So I don't want to pay someone to come watch my kids so that I can focus on cleaning, deep cleaning my house. I don't want to come. I don't want to pay someone to come watch my kids so that I can sit for hours and do our freaking laundry pile. I don't want to come pay my kids so that I can, you know, cook these gourmet dinners that are keto friendly and kid friendly and Stephanie friendly, you know, like I don't want to do that. I want to pay someone to deep clean my house and to do my laundry and to help a little bit with food so that I can be a mom, so that I can go on the bike ride, so that I can sit in the middle of my floor and play and read a book. And listen, I'm not somebody that likes to sit on my floor (laughs) and, and play with Legos for like four hours. Okay. I'm not that mom, but I would like the opportunity to, and I would like, here's the kicker. I would like the mental energy to be able to do that. So could I, could I do my laundry uh, deep clean my house and, you know, cook, figure out some keto friendly meals on Pinterest. I could, I absolutely could because I have for the past five years. Right. But the truth is, is that it drains my energy because I hate all of that and it drains my energy. And so when my kids want to go play outside, go play football, soccer, whatever, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, I'm so done. You know what I mean? Like I'm freaking done. This is too much. (laughs) I have wasted all of my mental, emotional, physical capacity on my toilets, my laundry and, you know, searching Pinterest to cook. I don't want to do that. And so as I'm starting to release my grip because we worked our butt off over the last five years to become debt free and have some financial freedom, I'm like, this is why we did this, right? Not necessarily to have my house clean, but the reason, the reason that I coach women with their budgets and with their finances, the reason that I am my financial coach and the reason that I like preach and preach on money mindset is not so that you can have a house cleaner, but it is so that you can have choices. If you had extra money right now, like I did, what choice would you make? Would it be going on a vacation? Would it be having someone freaking clean your house? Would it be having someone help with your laundry? Would it be having a certain experience with your kid? Like, what would it be? And so we don't all choose the same thing when we free up our income, but it just gives you more choices. And that's what I want. That is the heart behind my financial coaching is to give you guys choices. And whether you choose to go to Disneyland, pay for a house cleaner, go, you know, experience getting a real Christmas tree this Christmas for the first time with your family, it doesn't matter. What is going to bring you life? What is going to take away some of that emotional and mental and physical load so that you can be more present in the life that you want to live and be the mother and the wife and the sister and the friend and the daughter that you want to be? That is the goal. And so delegation, you guys, It has been a journey for me. And this sounds so stupid. This sounds so stupid because it's like, I feel like three years ago, me listening to someone who's sitting here saying the words that are coming out of my mouth right now, like, oh, it was really hard to have somebody help me clean my house and do my laundry and help us with food. I'd be like, seriously, stop talking. (laughs) Like, That would be really freaking nice. Why are you complaining? Why are you making, you know, like this was a hard decision? Like if I had the money to do it, I would have done it yesterday. Okay. So with that in mind, I understand, okay? But I will say that there is an identity in doing it all that you have. And as you start to release that, you almost have to kind of like figure out what you're going to do. Because the truth is, I have like, guys, we have 24 hours in a day. Like I have the time to do my own laundry. I don't want to spend the energy on it. I did a whole podcast episode that was um, the resource more valuable than time. People think time is our biggest resource. It's not. It is our energy. Because you could have 24 hours in a day and if you have zero energy because you've done, you know, whatever all day long, it doesn't matter how much time you have. But if you had five hours, you had all the energy in the world, I mean, bring it, you know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. So it's not necessarily our time that we need to protect, though it is, it is our energy. And so when I started delegating this stuff, all of a sudden I started having a little bit of free time and I'm like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do now, you know? And it was this relearning that it's okay to rest. It is okay to sit for a freaking second. Right? I we were talking about one of the past episodes that it is a shame response to or it is a um it is a trauma response to find shame in rest. It is a trauma response to find shame in rest. And I will tell you, I don't know what trauma <laughs> happened. Um, I was talking to my mom about this. She's like, I feel the same way. I, I can't tell you. I can't pinpoint what happened to make me feel like I can't rest, but I can't. And so now that I'm starting to delegate, it is making me work through all of this stuff. But I'm going to stop talking in circles. And so I just wanted to close out with this whole delegation piece to say, what can you take off of your plate? And you may or may not, maybe you do have some financial space. What can you give up? What drains your freaking energy? What do you have the time to do, but it drains your energy like no other? Do that thing, pay for that thing, right? And it doesn't have to be something that's I don't know, like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Listen, actually getting your laundry done for you is not that expensive. (laughs) I think we got, oh gosh, I think it was $80 for us to do like 40 pounds of laundry or something. Like it was ridiculous. Now I'm not saying $80 is nothing. Um, However, if you did that once a month to do all, I mean, it was like five or six garbage bags full of laundry. Okay. I mean, that's, I'm just saying that's not $300, it's 80 bucks a month. Okay. So do you have some capacity? If you don't have any margin, you know, what else, what can you get rid of or swap? Maybe you love to cook. I have a friend who freaking loves to cook from scratch. Um, I hate it, right? Maybe like you guys can switch. She can, you, and you love to do laundry. Maybe you were a laundry queen. You go over there, do laundry. She cooks your food. You switch. I don't freaking know. Okay. But figure out how you can delegate. And I wanted to close out today by supporting this with some scripture, with something that I was reading. And I was like, oh, this is smart because this is exactly what I think that we all need to hear. And so this story is in Exodus 18, it's verses 13 to 26. And basically Moses all right? I'm not going to go into all of, all of who he is. Um, I'm just going to kind of assume, make an assumption that you know who he is, okay? And he had a father-in-law. His father-in-law was named, name was Jethro. And Jethro came into town to visit Moses, okay? And so I want to read these couple of verses to you, and then I'm going to wrap up this episode. So verse 13 says this, "'The next day Moses took his seat.'" to serve as judge for the people. And they stood around him from morning until evening. Okay. Side note. Um, Think of these as your children. (laughs) They stood around him from morning until evening, right? That is how our kids are. And then when his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, what is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge? while these people stand around you from morning until evening. And Moses answered him, because the people come to to me to seek God's will. Apparently, he's the only one <laughs> that people come to to seek God's will, right? Do you ever feel like that? So he goes on, when Moses goes on, whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me. And then I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. And In verse, verse 17, Moses's father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. (laughs) You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you and you cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. (laughs) Sounds like such an in-law thing to say, right? You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. I want you to teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the ways they are to live and how they are to behave. But I want you to select capable men from all people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain. And I want you to appoint them as official, as officials over thousands and hundreds and fifties and tens. And I want you to have them serve as judges for the people at all times but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide themselves and that will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. And if you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. And then it just closes out and says, Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. He chose capable men from all of Israel, and he made them leaders of the people over thousands and hundreds and fifties and tens. And they served as judges for the people at all times and the difficult cases they brought to Moses, but the simple ones, they decided for themselves. Sorry, that was a little lengthy. However, how great is that advice. Basically, he comes in like, dude, you got all these people standing around doing freaking nothing and you are doing it all. This is not good. (laughs) Teach them to do the things that you are doing and choose capable people to do it. And they can handle all the little crap right in your life. And then when something big happens or something big comes up, or there is something that you are specifically needed, then that's when you step in. And that is how, what does he say? That is how you will be able to stand the strain. And then all of these people will go home satisfied. So to me, this is saying, number one, you can't freaking do it all alone. Number two it is good to have other people step in and do things for you to teach them. And this could be literally delegation. Like I said, you know, the the woman who comes and cleans my house, whom I love, my kids love her, um, who helps me do my laundry, right? Capable people, making food, keto-friendly food, capable person. This also can look like delegation within your home. I have four little boys and they bet, better bet their, you know what, that they're going to help clean this house. I did not hire a Um, a person to come deep clean for me so that my kids never have to lift a a finger. Oh, no. They are cleaning their rooms. They're unloading the dishwasher. They're helping with some of the laundry when I need to do it and we don't have the pickup. They are vacuuming. They are cleaning bathrooms. You know what I mean? Like they are still capable, but the big things that only I can do, I will do. And you can almost take that one step further of the big thing that only I can do, you guys, is be their mom. The big thing that only I can do is be my husband's wife. The big thing that only I can do is be the CEO of this business and to be my mother's daughter. Well, I got another sister, but you know what I mean. And to be my friend's friend. Those are the big things that I need to stand in. Those are where I need to show up for the laundry and the whatever, just for the sake of being able to say I'm someone who does it all. That's a pride issue, right? And I have learned over this past year to just let that go. And you guys are just so freeing on this end. And like I said, I wish that I could say that I delegated before now, but I didn't. I just, I wanted to have it all myself. I wanted to do it all myself because I liked subconsciously that title of being someone who does it all. Now I freaking hate it, right? So the new vibe is not doing it all it is delegation. It is living in community. It is asking for help when we need it. It is asking for support when we need it, right? It is supporting other mothers who are making a living off of doing that very thing that would love nothing more than to support you. Okay. Oh gosh, I told you there's a dog fight, (laughs) not a dog fight, just a dog barking contest. Okay. You guys, I'm going to wrap this up. We're about at 30 minutes. I hope this encouraged you. I hope that regardless of where you are in life, that you can find something small. And you know what? Here's, let me just end on this note. I'm sorry. I'm a little fired up for this episode. Let me just end on this note. If you do not have the financial means to have someone come and scrub your toilets every two weeks, freaking just leave them and go play with your kids. Okay. And listen, they need done every once in a while. Um, You know, whatever. That's what last week's episode when we talked about you know if you have a different you are a working mom if you have a list of things that you have to do and things that you want to do but here's the truth you guys is only you can be your kids mom. Only you can be your spouse's spouse, friend's friend, mother's daughter, right? Sister's sister. And so if you have to let things go by the wayside, let me just like be the first one to stand up and tell you we all are. We all are having something fall by the wayside. Don't let it be your children or your spouse. Let it be your freaking toilets, okay? Let it be your freaking laundry. Let it be your dishes. Not all the time, you know, <laughs> we gotta freaking do some things sometimes, but when you are just feeling like you are spread too thin, just let that stuff go, okay? Um, Okay, you guys, I am going to wrap up. If you have not followed us on Instagram, I am at Legacy Through Motherhood. So I'm going to be talking about this episode this coming week, and I would love to hear your opinion on it. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, if you can scroll down and rate and review the podcast, that just helps this message get out to so many other women, and I would be so appreciative of that. And I look forward, you guys, to helping you find your grit while completely covering you in grace.